Hey fam, what's good? It's your boy the messenger. Yeah, yeah, you know how we do it. I need you to tag five people that will be blessed by this. Now, when you make your mind up that you're gonna do it, the what, where, and the how will come into play. The what, where, and the how will come into place the moment you make your mind up to do it. But as long as you are procrastinating, trying to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle are together, then what you do is you forfeit creativity because once you are inspired, then creativity is born and the what, where, and how comes into place. So now that you've got your mind made up that you're gonna do it, don't worry about the what, where, and the how. You just keep moving forward and God will bring everybody into your path that needs to be a part of this journey that he has you on and the success of what he's calling you to do. The what, where, and the how comes into play the moment you make your mind up. Ooh, that's real. Thank you, thank you for joining us back on the RPM Podcast Show. And today we have in the house with us we have my friend, my sister, phenomenal business owner, phenomenal CEO, and then just an outright phenomenal sister in the Lord. Let me tell you something. Misty Blue, the CEO of Judah Jeans, is here with us. How are you doing, Misty? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm very, very blessed. I, I can't complain. So I won't complain. Let's talk about Misty. Who is Misty Blue? Who is Misty Blue to the world? Well, I would have to say that nobody that I ever met would probably forget me. I'm not an ordinary person. I don't really operate or think the same ways as other people. Um, for some people, they're going to love me because they like it when somebody give it to them real. Some people don't like that. Right. So um, that's something I was taught from a very young age. Uh, my dad, he was um, a homeless man by the age of about 13. And then um, he went on to be in the army and then, you know, we got together with my mom and they got married and had me and he just raised me real different. Yeah. In fact, it wasn't even until I was married that my husband said to me, uh, you know, your dad raised you like a boy. <laughs> and I said, well, he, okay, I guess he taught me some things and I'm just thinking it's normal. Um, but I'm very grateful that I had that kind of influence on my life. Um, so so early on, um, it came with a lot of other things. But I, I even things that uh, like poverty and homelessness and things like that, I, I look at it now as a blessing. And as crazy as that sound, I look at it like nothing phases me. You know, yeah. um, I can go into any situation of ministry and it, it doesn't affect me the way that it does other people. Um I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm grateful for it now, you know? And, um, I went on, you know, made it through school and everything. Um, was blessed in my last year of high school to have some people very interested in me. Um, was before I was really giving my life to the Lord and, um, 
helped me get through high school and avoid um, some charges that would have really affected my um, future because I was I was selling drugs in high school and mm-hmm. somebody was about to, you know, catch me and God works in mysterious ways. He had my art teacher tell me, she's like, whatever you got, you got to get rid of it because they're about to call you up. Wow. But God will, God will do these things. And um, if I would have caught that charge, I wouldn't have been able to get financial aid to go to college. Now I'd apply to college seven times before I got approved, but I didn't give up. You know, on, I man. knew. I knew what God was telling me. God was telling me, like, you're going to go to this design school. And I was like, so when they just kept having me a little piece of paper that said no, I was like, you ain't nobody. You don't know my God. She told me I'm going to go to this school. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's what we're going to do? We're going to put that paper through that computer again and again. I'm talking about it got to where them people, they just, they just hate to see me coming. They're like, what wrong with this girl? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And, now, and, let me tell you, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's God. That's God in my life. Let that's me tell real. you something. That Now, I had no clue that that was going to come out like exhortation in the beginning. So that's very timely. Stay and focus on that, which you know God has called you to do. So let me ask you this question, Missy. How did you come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? How did how did that happen in your life? Well, I guess I was about eight. My mama told me who Jesus was. At the same time, she told me a little bit about the birds and the bees. And mm-hmm. then she prayed to Jesus. And I always knew who Jesus was before then because I think my mom was showing me that before then. Right. My, mom didn't, my mom didn't live right. She was from the 70s and all of that. They was drinking and smoking and partying. I mean, and I was just getting drugged through all of it. Um, so I always had a relationship with God, and he always guided me. He always talked to me. And now looking back, I realize it's because I belong to him. Mm. So when I was about 13, I left home. I lived in this house. I lived in that house. And I ended up with... Uh, a lady that my uncle had a kid with and she had just found the Lord and they made. Um, so I really started learning some biblical things there. And that's where I got, um, well, I really, I, I committed my life to Christ. And so I was um, baptized in the Holy Ghost at 13. I didn't live my life right until I was facing 15 years in prison. And then um, I gave my life to the Lord and I've been walking since, you know, Sometimes you stumble, sometimes you fall, but you just get back up. Whatever you in, he can take you out of that. It's not a problem for yeah. him. It's not a problem. For, I, I love how you say that. It's not a problem for God. It's not a problem for Jesus to meet us right where we are. I heard you say, you know, you you had got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you still were getting tripped up and... It wasn't really until you was facing 15 years that the impact of God really resonated with you. But I, yeah, you were introduced to him. You you knew of him. But see, that's that's where most people get it mixed up. They, they think knowing him equates having a relationship with him. But you're clearly saying that doesn't equate to having a relationship yeah. with him because... Yeah, yeah. So can you expound 
difference between knowing God and truly having a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ? I guess for me, it was like when I was um, in need, I was like, man, I'm so sick from every all this partying I did. If you just, you know, help me feel better, Lord, I promise I won't do that again. That was like my mm-hmm. kind of relationship. And then the other thing was, like, if I was going to get into some bad, bad trouble, the Lord would warn me. And I remember quite a few times since I was a little girl. As I grew up in a lot of mess. The yeah. way the Lord would deal with me is he would be like, Misty, take off running. And so I would just take off running. And now looking back, I realize, yo, like, that, 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 that happened. And the Lord saved me from that. He told me. So I knew when I heard that or I got that feeling to just, you know, dip off or whatever. But it was only that kind of relationship. Really, it wasn't like it wasn't like when I wake up in the morning, you know, it was like I was trying to do everything in my own strength. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got to some kind of breaking point or the Lord knew something was supposed to happen in my life that was going to alter the other plans that he had for me that he would then, you know, step and be like, look, you know. But when you have an intimate relationship, you actually fall in love with this person. But you can't fall in love with somebody until you really know them. You can't really know somebody until you really let them see who you really are. So for me, when I was locked up, when I read it, I I got me a Bible. I knew I knew I needed that. I I left my cell. I got a Bible and um, I started reading it. I wouldn't do nothing else. I would just read. I would just read, 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 read the Bible. And I mean, it was like, they didn't know, you know, what was going on with me. And, you know, I was like, look, this, I don't want to be out there. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I just want to read the Bible. And when I came to the part um, that said, you know, if you have spirits or whatever inside of you, that God can take them out. And so um, he talked about much prayer and fasting. So, you know, you locked up. The food ain't that good anyway, but, you know, you're still hungry. So I gave up my plate and they kept calling me. They kept calling me. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And it was like, well, day you can't even come down and give it to one of us or nothing. I was like, no. And when you know this, out of all the time that I was locked up, it was about three months. I ain't never had pizza. But on that day, they had pizza. (laughs) I I was like, but I was like, you know what, though? Because what, what I need right now is way more than that piece of pizza. Yeah. Um, So... In that moment, while everybody was eating, so I was upstairs, I prayed to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, I'm reading your word, and I'm understanding what your word is saying. That means I have spirits inside of me, not around me, but mm-hmm. inside of me. Right. And I need them to leave, and I put my hands to heaven, and mm. I literally, in the spirit, I saw at least three spirits leave out of me. I don't know what they was, but I know that they left. And I know that I felt different when I stayed in my word and instantly there was this thing inside of me to touch everybody in the jail area. So at this time I had a monkey from Chicago. She got roped off because she was riding with the boys that caught some robbery charges. So, but the Lord gave me another chance. The Lord gave me another chance. Um, I got off on three years probation because I had a bunch of charges, but I was my first felonies. And I went in with like seven or eight felonies and like three or four misdemeanors. And, um, you know, they really stuck it to me. But then they said, well, if you take these three years probation, 
And so I went out after my public defender, you know, met with me. I was like, well, I need to have a minute. I need to pray and see if I'm supposed to sign this paper. And the Lord said, sign it. He said, sign that paper. So I went in there and I signed that paper and they let me out. And I got off my probation in a year and a half. And during that time, right after that's when I met my husband, I was a waitress at a pizzeria. But from there, like I got married, I went to college, you know, I worked in the fashion design industry, you know what I'm saying? Like God just did a lot with my life. You know, I went from like never having nothing to like, we had three cars in the driveway. We lived on like five acres with a lake. We had dogs that my husband, we used to breed dogs and say we had a low rider and like, it was a nice life. It was a yeah. real nice life, but then, you know, trials and tribulation, they come. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So then we went through about seven to ten years of uh, tribulation, and then, you know, rebuilding about mm-hmm. about 2014. And so God is just good, whether it's up or it's down. You know what I'm saying? He's just still good. He's still God. Mm-hmm. And he's still going to keep you through no matter whatever it is that you're going through. You know what Misty? Here's here's what I love about your story is it has so many hills and valleys in it, but it also has so many moments of God's mercy in it. Yeah, and you see <laughs> His favor that works through other people for you, and you know, and and it, 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 what I'm hearing also is you don't have to be saved that long in order for God to hear you. Because you said, let me go pray, see if I need to sign this. It ain't like you've been walking with the Lord 20 some years and all of this stuff and know all the religious terminology. No, no I, I know I'm saved. I know I belong to God. Let me talk to my father, see what I need to do in this situation. Because clearly I've been making some bad choices. That's why I'm right here. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I love about it because. People need to hear that real side of our life that, man, it ain't always yeah. been what you see. No, and, definitely not. And here's here, t- here's what I can say. Without a, my life to listen at your life to my other partner I do a podcast with, just say don't mean you don't have to deal with some of the things that you did before I say. You That's see what right. I'm saying? You, right. you still had to pay for it, but here's the mercy of God. Instead of three years, y'all, but you're going to take accountability for this. And that's what people need to know and understand. And this is what you're sharing, that when you come to God, yeah, he saves you. But we, 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 we have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord Savior, but yet then we have to deal with those things that we've done in the past. And the thing is, I like how you said, I stood up to it. You know, I, I got to do this. I got, I did that, so I got to do this. But then God's favor stepped in. His mercy steps in. You see what I'm saying? And I like Absolutely. what you said. During that time, you met your husband. And y'all met, met, met your man. And y'all got married. So how, how long have you all been married? And how has this walk been with your husband beside you uh, in your journey, your Christian walk? I would say it would be like round two in my life because now you're dealing with like a whole nother person and now they got their relationship <laughs> with God. Um, but I would say the main thing that I learned, so we've been together 20 years, we've been married 18. Um, the main thing that I learned is I really actually learned what love is. 
I never Come had on. a um I never had a uh I never had it shown to me. I never really knew what love was. Sorry, I never knew what love was. I knew a lot of other things and I understood a lot of other things in my life. Mm-hmm. My uncle and my dad prepared me. They actually prepared me for prison and they didn't see no way out of me getting out of the streets. They just assumed that that's where I was going to end up. So when things started to happen, they didn't surprise them, but they never really taught me what love was, you know? But when I read first Corinthians 13, I said, now, wait a minute now, this here saying something different than what I've been taught. You see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I was taught, like, don't let nobody try you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you live in a bad neighborhood, you can't just be letting anybody just treat you any kind of way. And, right. you know, so I was taught kind of some things that were complete opposite from what I was reading. So I was like, well, look, if this is going to get me to this destination, I'm not trying to go there. So let me apply this to my life. And I really had to apply it um, in my marriage because of where my husband's relationship was with Christ. So mm-hmm. he he really took me through a lot of things Mm -hmm. and the Lord said to me, well, this is what a wife is and this is what love is. And this is what I'm asking you to do. I mean, ultimately I still have a choice, but I decided, you know, I decided, you know, I want to do what God's asking me to do. You know what I'm saying? Because he know better than what I know. And so, you know, we, we've separated twice and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we reconciled twice one time for three months, about seven years in, then about 13 or 14 years in, we set, we uh, separated for 13 months mm-hmm. and God kept me through the whole time. He told me, he was like, look, Missy, this ain't about you. This mm. is about his relationship with me. Wow. And, and I just, I needed to understand that. And I needed to understand more of what it's like, you know, in his world and being a man, I'm not a man. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I just, you know, the Lord took care of me and, you know, one day you get that call and, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, well, you know, I have to, you know, set some boundaries, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to set them boundaries, but. Um, right, right. So we reconciled and then, you know, we decided, you know, we can't live in this mess in Florida no more because it's going to continue to tear us apart. And right. the Lord had um, shown us to move to Virginia. So, you know, we uh, still have the same jump. problems. <laughs> it's a really big jump. We still have the same problems, but um, we don't have people as close to us instigating and pulling us apart. Yeah, yeah so It's different when they over the phone, you know what I'm saying? But when you got to see them every day, it's different. And so right. I thank God you, for that. Yeah. You know what? Let me tell you, man. God will find you right where you are. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. How can Come he on, not man. be where Satan is? How can how can my God, you telling me everything that I've seen in my life, be less powerful than all the evil that I've seen? And you trying to tell me that God is not present where all of that evil is? And you telling me a lie because I know what his presence feels like. And I know looking back in my life that he was there. Just as all the evil that was around me, he was there. And I know what he felt like. I know what he sound like. And it ain't no way... Whatever, whatever come in my life, 
is something that he's allowing in my life. And if he's allowing something in my life, then it is to form me into the person that he wants me to be so that I can be a better soldier in the army so I can go out there and I can affect people's lives so that they don't go to hell. Let me ask you this. Now, I see the life you come from. Clearly, anybody can hear it was rough. It was from the streets. You said uh, your husband said your dad really like a guy in the sense of how to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't let yes. nobody run over you. So no. it's, 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 it's evident to say you was a tough chick in the streets. No problem. I can handle that. But looking at all of that, I'm seeing that you kept seeing something else brighter for your future through all the rough stuff. Mm -hmm. I see something greater for my life. That's where most people lose it at Misty is during the rough moments of their life. They stop going for it. They, they stop believing it's supposed to happen for them because they start listening at the naysayers that say it ain't never happened. Right? Maybe, no. maybe See, this ain't for me. You know, you, how can you got it? Yeah. No, you, you can't do that. If you right. do that, you wrong for that. If you do that, you wrong for that because you can't let nobody you first of all I don't even know why you listen to all that in your head you can't right. listen to that you have to understand that that enemy is very real and the plans that he has for you is very real I'm going to tell you like this when I was about 10 years old the devil had already showed me that I was going to be a stripper he was already introducing things to me he was already showing me that I was going to prison he's showing me this at 10 years old because of the environment that I'm in the spirits are thick the music the lifestyle everything the drug mm -hmm. dealing you know what I'm saying like all of this so he was a very real presence in my life so I think you need to understand that what you're hearing is not it's not of God Come it's on fear now. it's doubt you see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And really, I mean, some people might don't like this, but you can't give up because it's not about you. You see what right. I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's not about me, whether I'm on top or I'm in the bottom. It's not about me. It's about Father God. How you going to be a soldier if you giving up? That's like you getting caught by the enemy and you and you talking all the game. You telling them everything. No, you better take. Listen, if you get caught. Because that's basically what's happening is that Satan has captured you. Mm -hmm. okay? He's captured your mind. If you get caught, you can't talk. You got to understand that you're going to give your life at that moment. So you need to give your life to the Lord and know that everything that you're doing is for him. It doesn't matter if you're pouring coffee, if you're making donuts, if you're making hats. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah, You're doing it as unto the Lord and the Lord is sending you into a field to minister to other people. You can't give up because when you give up, you've given up on God and your mission and you can't do that. There might be people around you that this off the mouth. That's fine. You don't need them people. What do they got that God ain't got? You, Come your on circles of people might change. Yeah. Your circles of people might change a hundred times. They just right. people. That was what God used at that point in time in your life to get you to that next step. Who knows what the next circle of people are going to be like? They might be better. They might be worse. But you still working for God. You, you on still the working for God. That's what's up. See, that's that's what I love right there because everything I saw from your page when I first saw your your work, it was all centered around God, and I love the fact that it said Judah Jean. So that this last.
here and last um uh words that you just given was a great segue into this right here so what was the birth of judah jeans what inspired judah jeans what's the motivation behind the designs of judah jeans so i left florida i'm in virginia i don't know nobody and i'm not really feeling the scene <laughs> Yeah. And so as a Floridian, we don't really get on phones too much because we outside doing things. So, you know, the cold weather and everything kind of forced me mm -hmm. to look into my Instagram account a little bit more. And um, the Lord actually was very um, impressed on my spirit to speak um, life to somebody. Now, I did not know this person. But I had a love from this person. I had a love for this person. So this person is Pyrex. Love mm -hmm. Pyrex. I don't, I don't care what nobody say about him. Right. I really, really don't. And I really don't want to hear it. What right. I know is this. He doing what he doing. That's his business. That's between him and the Lord. But that's my brother in Christ. Mm -hmm. He might not be doing things the way that people see right. But that's between him and God. Don't get involved. So right. this is when he was in the Christian circle. And the Lord wanted me to speak to him. And I was like, all right, cool. So I, I hit him up. I direct message him. And speaking life into this other person and their situation, he spoke life back to me. And what we say in the streets is you show love back. Now, in the, yeah. street, in the streets, it's very common to show love. But when you get in these like little circles of like, Instagram and the algorithm and all of that, man, you got a bunch of people that surround you as haters and spectators and people that's fighting your style. And you see what I'm saying? God don't roll like that. You see, even in the beginning of this, you said, I was thankful, you know, that you help inspire and do this and that. That That's what I told God. I, when I got that degree, I said, Lord, I want to give this back to the streets. I don't want to just run off and, you know what I'm saying? So when you, when you, when you said that to me, I understood, like, that's good because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping build the kingdom. But he spoke life back to me, so he showed love back. And that let me know that he really is from the streets. Like, he not just, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a real one. And so yeah. he was, like, looking out. He's like, oh, well, you making clothes, right? He was like, well, let me get a pair of jeans. So, boom, yeah, I bet. I'm going to get you a pair of jeans. Like, boom, I made him his pair of jeans. And when I went to go put the tag, I was like, wait a minute. I don't got no name to put on these jeans. And I was like, Lord, I want you to give me a name for these jeans. And just right after I asked, the Lord Jesus Christ said to me, Judah Jeans. So I wow. painted a little lion and I wrote it on there and I sent them off. You know what I'm saying? So the reason why I say who's involved and how it's like that, we're not name dropping. We're not doing none of that. Because right, right, I'm not right. about that. But the principle is this. The Lord asked me to pour into somebody. That other person poured back into me. And I believe that has something to do with growth. Come on now. Come on. It's, a, it's, the, same, it's the same thing with how we met. Like, the Lord had already shown me in the spiritual room. He had already shown me who you was, that you was a powerful man in the Lord. And this is something that I ain't never told you. I don't really have any, like, powerful powerful men of the lord just like family that's around me to support me you see what i'm saying 
Yeah, right. My husband is. My, you see what I'm saying? But you didn't know that. So nah. you and you came alongside me like an uncle and encouraged me, and you placed the order, and you do this and you do that. And even today, it's an encouragement for what I'm going through. You see what I'm saying? But you right. don't know that. You don't know that. And you're not oh. supposed to know that. We're just supposed to right. know what God tells us to do. And then you exactly. walk in faith. You walk in that faith and you keep that faith. You don't need to know where you're going. The Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you. And they are good. So guess what? Even when it look a mess, it's good. It may not be good right now, but it's about to get good. So where can they find, uh, I want you to let us know where they can find your, your information, your social media, where they can purchase your product, and then also give some final word for those that uh, don't know Christ. And then those that just need that encouragement, that push to, to let them know just to hold on. find um clothes at judajeans.com you can go to facebook um look for judah jeans um it's listed as a person first name judah last name jeans it's got a business page um you can go on instagram and find judah jeans underscore lady judah jeans that's where i mostly be at um that's where i'm most active at um it's never too late i always tell somebody that you know whenever i meet them face to face in life if you still got air in your lungs then you still got time and how do you know like you you looking at things in natural eyes but how do you know we don't never know what our lot is in life you could put your hand to the plow and god could give you the field next to it the next field and, and the next thing you know give you everything that you need and next thing you know you got like 25 acres of field that you plowing because that might have mm-hmm. been your purpose all along to have all of that you don't never know and don't don't despise small beginnings because if you if you got two spoons in a pot and the lord is telling you that you're a musician look what i want you to do i want you to take them two spoons and start banging on that pot (laughs) you know what i'm saying because he needs to build you he needs to build you he needs to get you where it is that he wants you to be at and there's a process and don't get lost in the process because in the process you're being made it's not about the destination you're going to meet other believers along the way they're going to encourage you they're going to sow into your ministry it could be somebody that you don't even never met face to face you don't never know what god is capable of you know he can touch a computer and that computer that could spit out a loan for you it could just you could touch your bank account it could spit out money are we talking about god talking about jesus christ you can't tell me that there ain't nothing on this earth that he can't do so take a step in faith don't look where you're going just walk in faith take what you got and make it work (laughs) there's no excuses there's none at all I, i don't i don't hear them and he and he not trying to hear it either. So stop Come going down. through all of that. Yeah. Stop going Real through tough. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't sit there and you don't nobody want to hear that, man. Don't nobody want to be around that. Get yourself yeah. together. Get yourself solid in the Lord. Put your feet down. Look look straight at him and just walk towards him. You're gonna hear his voice. If you don't hear his voice, you don't hear him talking to you. Maybe it's some things in the way. 
Maybe yeah. you need to get them things out of the way. I hear people say that all the time, and I'll give them the answer, but they don't like the answer. You know, your eyes and your ears are gates. If you're watching or listening to things that aren't edifying the body, the spirit of Christ, then you need to get them out the way. Right. I don't care what it is. Shut it down. You get yourself right before God. All the way right. Don't come 30. Don't come stick. Man, come that 100. People love to throw that 100 up, don't they? Come with everything right. that you got. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to meet you every step of the way. It's not going to be easy. If anybody tell you it's going to be easy, they're going to lie to you. I wouldn't right. even listen to that. It's going to be hard. You're going to feel sad sometimes you're going to be disappointed by people because they're people but if you trust in the lord you're not going to be disappointed he'll never disappoint you everything works together for the good that those that believe so that means a death a loss Mm. whatever it is you know what i'm saying and and he's just got you you just got to trust that you really have to trust that he is God and he's got you and that he has a purpose for your life and it's good. And it may not be what the world taught you because the world teaches that everybody supposed to be famous and they supposed to have followers. And man, that's straight mess. That's right. straight mess. And if you're trying to build on a mess, people don't need to be following you. They need to be following Jesus. And if they are following you, it's because you're pointing them to Jesus. Don't right. try to build your own kingdom or business. Nah, 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 nah. It ain't but one kingdom we build in. And that's that's it. You know what? I think hey, that sealed it right there. It is it's nothing but one kingdom that we're building. That's the kingdom of God. 